Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Uh, and Daniel, we're back again. Uh, I don't know if you we know back. this, but this is our 100th episode. 100 episodes. We used to, if you're new to the show, we've only been doing the Locked On Bulldogs podcast for this is uh, eight two. episodes. This is our eighth episode of Correct. that podcast. But we did 93 other episodes. Um, before we got here, Daniel. Before we got total. here. 100 total podcast and I can't I can't help but notice you didn't get me anything. I did not get Clint. you a thing. You, uh I you googled actually what to get your uh podcast what, partner what at 100 episodes. A pod, what do you get a podcast co-host for 100 episodes and Google, Google said, had no idea. It's, Google said get a life. Is what Google said. said. <laughs> He said, get a real job. Get a real job. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, but we are your uh, your daily podcast for all things Georgia Bulldogs sports. few things you should know, uh, if you haven't picked up already by our intro, uh, Daniel and I are not here to be recruiting gurus, uh, nor have insider connections, or be able to uh, appropriately decipher Kirbyisms 100% correctly. We're not here. That's not us, Daniel. Nobody speaks Kirbanese perfectly. No. Okay. Um, uh, but we have recorded 100 podcasts, Clint, and that shouldn't we be have. discounted. Um, uh, we are a show for fans and by fans. If you're a fan of the Georgia Bulldogs, which I trust that you are, if you've made it even this many seconds into the yeah. podcast without yes. turning it off, I trust that you are a Georgia fan. If you're a fan, we're glad you're here. Um, this podcast is for you. We want to talk about the things that you want to talk about. We would love to hear from you if you want to join in the conversation. We get thoughts and opinions from listeners all the time. Um, uh, we'd love to have you reach out. Um, you don't have to adamantly agree or violently disagree with something that we're saying. Just If you'd like to chime in on the subject that we're talking about, we would uh, love to hear from you. Yep. You can email us at LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. You can always hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. You can uh, just mention us or send us a direct message on that Twitter if you want to get a hold of us that way. Um, uh, we got the mailbag coming up later in the show. Um, hey, we've gotten, gotten a few questions in. We'll try to get to um, a few of them. If you want to get us a question for next Wednesday, you can go ahead and send it to us, and we'll put it in the hopper. Um, uh, if you get it in early, we'll try to make sure it gets answered next Wednesday's show. Um, uh, but we're here every day. You can subscribe to the podcast. Yep. That helps us out. You can give us a rating, give us a review, uh, follow us, whatever your podcast service uh, allows you to do to consistently get them on your phone. Um, that helps us out. It helps you out because you don't have to go looking for it because every day it's going to pop up. And you're going to have something to listen to at the gym or on your way home from work or in that meeting when you're pretending to be paying attention. Uh, you can be listening to us instead. Clint, what are we talking about today? Hey, I don't know if you realize this, Daniel, but we actually got a, a Kirby presser today. So We did. Uh, Missed out on Monday, but we got one on Tuesday. So Wednesdays, part of our podcast rhythms will be to talk about Media Day Wednesday. So uh, we have a Kirby presser. We have some things that he said. Daniel and I will give our takes. Then we will get into dumb stuff we read on the internet because... There is never a shortage of that. Daniel, 
The internet was created for dumb stuff. Yes, it was. Uh, Do not be confused. It was not invented to communicate interdepartmentally between businesses back in the day. No, no, no. It was made for stupid things to be published. Uh, And then lastly, we got some mailbag questions. So, Daniel, let's start with Kirby's Presser. A couple big things came out of Kirby's Presser. I count them as big because the one that I cared about the most is number one on our sheet. And that's uh, Trayvon is hopefully back by Monday, Daniel. At first, I'm not going to lie to you. At first, I heard this and my heart sank in despair. Because Monday comes after Saturday, <laughs> you, and so you I didn't thought to realize myself, we had a bye he's, week. Go, he's going to miss another game until I remembered that <laughs> we were on a bye week, which would mean if he's back on Monday and he's full go on Monday, he would get a full week of practice leading up to Florida, which would be uh, very nice. I don't trust Kirby as far as I could throw him, and I am very weak. Um, so, um, I More don't like know a what gentle to make shove. of this. Yeah, it's more. It would be more like he's not looking, and I place a kick, like a a swift kick directly in his back. Like that would be about as far as I could move Kirby. I think. Yeah. yeah, So I don't know what to make of this. I have no idea if Trayvon Walker will be back on Monday. Kirby notoriously does not like to give accurate information when it comes to injuries, and so yeah, we had no idea he was having surgery until just a couple days ago. Kirby's not interested in telling you that. so yeah, let's let's just say tentatively hopeful about Trayvon Walker. Somebody that I'm less hopeful about, Clint. Yeah, is our man Lawrence Cager. Larry did, Cager does not yeah. seem like. Is there is there any indication that you like? Do you have any hope that Lawrence Cager is going to play? Let's just say in the Florida game. Um, a hope. Yes, I have yes. stupid. I have stupid fan hope that he will play in the Florida game. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Great. Great. You the same kind of hope you have that the Georgia basketball team will win the national championship this year. The same exact hope. Yep. That's which, that's accurate. Which, by the way, don't think we've forgotten that the Georgia basketball team played an exhibition game. I have one and a half pages of notes in ten point font to talk about Anthony Edwards as advertised. Uh, this team. Man, are they going to be fun to watch? On I think on Friday's show, we're going to get in to the it basketball. It may be team. a basketball dedicated show because we're on bye week. But if you it's haven't a bye seen week Friday show, but Ant Man, go pull watch up that and just pop game. a three in somebody's face. Ooh, it's a thing of beauty. It's still on the Watch ESPN like on demand um, app or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you can still watch it. Go watch it. Um, it's worth your time. It anyway, is. but Daniel, um, no, uh, separated shoulders. Cager. I don't. I don't think. Um, have you ever separated your shoulder, Daniel? I've never separated okay. my shoulder. No, my um, shoulder's always been intact. That's good. Uh, yep. It is not. We've talked about this before. It's not something that you quickly come back from, and even once you do come back from it, you are constantly nagged by that shoulder. So yeah, and then uh, he had the rib. He had the rib thing to go yeah. along with that, right? Like he's not. He's a little bit of the walking wounded right now. Um, it's a big, big deal. We'll get more into it next week as it becomes more clear yeah. whether or not he's going to play. But I'm just going to say, um, top. He is in the top five least least good people to lose going into this game for yeah. me. Yeah, he is no, you're, up there. You're absolutely right. He is up there in the neighborhood. I'm not saying he's above these people, but he's in that neighborhood of like Andrew Thomas, Jake from. But uh, J.R. Reed, like these are the people you just feel like 
boy, we could not have them be hurt in this. And Lawrence Cager is is one of those guys. So, so yeah, we'll get into it more next week. But not not great news there. Uh, no, and Daniel, he actually uh, we know Kirby listens to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast because we do. He was, Kirby, thank you for listening. Also, thank you. Mary Beth, thank you, Mary thank Beth. You for, you, I'm still not forgetting about that game of chess that you you gamed me into losing. I'm still not have forgotten that. Okay, so that's a uh, that's a throwback to longtime listeners to the podcast. We'll um, remember, Kirby listens to our podcast and told us that the reason why he settled the the, the argument, Daniel, our previous he argument, he said he the did. reason why the outside run worked in the fourth quarter uh, mm-hmm. against Kentucky was because we mm-hmm. were chopping wood in the first half. Just chopping that wood, just making them quit. No scoreboard. Keep playing. Make. I, yep, it has nothing to do with the fact that we took a lead and we're winning the game. It's just probably it's just that we were we had chopped so much wood that on that one play <laughs> he was able to run for thirty nine yards. Had nothing to do with the demoralizing field position. Momentum doesn't exist uh, after all. Um, listen, I, I don't know. I don't know. More interesting to me than the chopping wood talk is what Kirby had to say about your boys. This I'm was eye opening. Say, Clint. Yes. Uh, Clint, safe to say you're high on the defense. This I, year. You, you're you're a I'm, fan. I am a fan of this defense. This defense is loaded with players that I love. Uh, truly, truly, and deeply love could become some of my all-time favorites on this defense. And Kirby just came out and said they were atrocious. This they, just in Kirby ain't he ain't no fan. Kirby is this. not a fan. He doesn't care what you thought. He doesn't care that it was a shutout. He doesn't care that no. we held him to negative ten passing yards. Uh, he doesn't care about any of that. We didn't. What hold do you make out of this? 10, if you were to summarize what Kirby's really saying, Kirbanese. Yeah. This is what me, we're all about here. We're trying to we're trying to translate some Kirbanese. So if you're trying to try. translate what Kirby is really saying in one to two sentences, Clint, I have an answer, but I'd be curious to hear what your answer is. What is Kirby really saying when he says the defense was sloppy, atrocious, poor tackling, poor fits? Kirby loves the word fits. Fits. Oh, he loves fits to talk is about his fits. thing, man. He loves to talk about fits. Uh, what's he really saying when he says that? Let me translate for you. Defense, you might very likely be called upon to win every game from henceforward. Uh-oh. And if you think that I'm going to let you take zero against Kentucky to the bank, you better think again. Why don't you go ahead and show me something? Because uh, I don't know if our offense can win us any games this year. That's wow. that was the loose translation of Kerbanese. You went dark. I went you dark. Went dark in, there. I went dark in a hurry. <laughs> you just you just said. Remember that hole that I used to live in? And guess what? I'm still there, and I'm, I'm dragging still, you in there with me. And, and I'm bringing in some neighbors. Come on in. Um, I did not go that dark with my translation, though. I think your translation could be listeners. Who, let's we'll just we'll put it to a poll. Who do you think? Mm. Whose translation do you think is more accurate? Clint, Clint says that his what he was really saying was he doesn't trust our offense. I believe what he was really saying is, guys, that's a that was a freaking wide receiver running the Wildcat quarterback the entire time. Kentucky ain't no good. Kentucky should have scored negative points in that game. You should have had you should have had nine takeaways in that game. You should have held held them to negative twenty total yards in that game because Kentucky is the world's worst offense in the history of the NCAA. Uh, I think that's what he was really saying, but 
not gonna not gonna say that about your boy Mark Stoops. Um, the Man, longest Kirby loves tenured Stoops. Stoops. The longest tenured <laughs> Stoops in college football. That's true. Um, uh, that is absolutely true. All right. Well, that that does it for Kirby's presser. We're gonna um, uh, we're gonna be right back, and we're gonna talk about just we just scoured the internet, and we found all the all the we worst. Got the dregs of the internet and we're going to come right back and talk about that all right daniel we scoured the internet we found it we have them we have gotten some articles and sometimes we will go ahead and let you guys know who wrote these articles other times for saving face of these men and women whose job it is to write uh since we're not writers we might mask their um Mm -hmm. Their identities, mm-hmm. we won't say it. Uh, so on this one, Daniel, here's what I found uh, interesting. I read an article this week that discussed our need to evolve on offense. And evolve, I think, is a very fitting word this writer used. Uh, I'll, I'll use okay. your words before, like get out of the Stone Age, you know, uh, mm-hmm. of, of offense. Uh, we don't need to be air raid, but let's go ahead and do something else. And uh, they used LSU... And Joe, old Cajun Joe down there, slinging the ball jumping, around the QB. Jumping Joe Burrow. Jumping Joe Burrow. Uh, Just Joe Dirt Burrow. <laughs> that's right. As an example to say, he went from, uh, and, and this was the whole point of the article, and this is where I think it's one of the stupidest things I read. They said, we need to open it up just like LSU, because look, Joe went from a non-existent Heisman candidate to now the favorite Heisman candidate, and that proves that we need to change our offense. Look, here's why that's so stupid. Daniel, uh, is the Heisman Trophy winner, is is it what it once was in college football today? Is the Heisman Trophy as prestigious as it once was in college football? The Heisman Trophy is the biggest insider boys club in all of college football. It is just an old man's club. Where they pass around smoking jackets and yeah. um, I assume just sit around in their underwear and talk about the good old days. Uh, the Heisman Trophy has is is has nearly no prestige, honestly, in my opinion, at this point. I I completely agree. We can go down Heisman winners and show what they've done in the NFL or what they've gone into, or actually how they even got the Heisman Trophy to begin with. Uh, look, if you want to tell me, if you want to cite LSU's dominance of teams and how they've played against teams and their offensive production in those games, I'll listen to you. The moment you start throwing in, well, because Jake Fromm could be a Heisman candidate, I, I stop listening. It's the stupidest argument in the entire world to me. It's like saying I should I should cook my, my family a meal uh, that's really good in and, and this certain recipe because look at how, how happy the family looks in the picture next to the recipe. It's just... It has no bearing on the food. It has no bearing on the product. I'm sorry. Can we talk about how LSU has done in the games since you said that you would want to talk about that? Like, I, sh- should we? Should I we would. just go ahead and say, listen, I know, I'm not one to say. I said earlier, on, I think it was on last week's, sh- one of last week's shows that, um, that yeah, we run this pro-style offense, which is basically an Quote, archaic unquote. college offense. It's 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 unlike anything that any pro team actually runs 
except that we sometimes put the quarterback under center. That's the only thing pro about We use a tight end in some formations. But there's nothing pro about our offense No, in the sense that no paid football player runs this offense. Uh, I'm not saying that we don't need to be more like LSU um, and um, the way that they have tweaked their offense to come out of the Stone Age. They were far behind us offensively well behind uh, in previous years well behind and they have taken leaps and bounds this year but let me just say can we just wait a minute on lsu right like can we just take two seconds on and 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 ask ourselves like is lsu the prohibitive best team yeah in the ncaa like can we maybe just pause a second and say like they put up 42 points against Florida. Right. But then the other teams they played were Utah state, Vanderbilt, Northwestern state, Georgia, Southern and Texas. Oh, and Mississippi state. Okay. Mississippi state. You might think to yourself, they have a good defense, but you're thinking of last year's team. You're wrong. They're not, they're not thinking of this year's team. Uh, Florida could be argued has yeah. a good defense. Yep. Uh, does Texas have a good defense, Clint? No, they have stopped playing defense exclusively. The, uh, the the TV contract at the Longhorns Network actually prohibits them from coaching defense. Because I'm just here to tell you that Joe Dirt Burrow scored 45 points against Texas in a shootout, um, but Kansas put up 48 in oh. a shootout last oh. week. Oh, not the basketball <laughs> team. No. No. When Kansas, the basketball team, plays plays Texas, the basketball team, the score might not be 48 to 50. It might be lower than that. Right. But it was 48 to 50 in this game. Um, LSU plays Auburn this week, and they play Alabama the week after. We're going to find some things out. Just let's talk. Yep. Let's talk in two weeks. Two weeks. All right. Uh, so let's just let's pump the brakes a little bit on we need to be more like LSU. I Speaking of LSU, though. I went I went to our old friend ESPN. And oh, ESPN's just we're here mid season at ESPN and we we're just we said let's update the playoff projections. Let's okay. just talk about who's gonna make the four team playoff. Okay. They have fourteen writers um that they um interviewed. I mean Ryan McGee is one of them, so I don't know fourteen oh. they have fourteen human persons. There's fourteen humans that they interviewed. Um, for this, and they all gave their their playoff predictions. Any any guesses as to how many of them had Georgia in the in the playoff? Zero. It's zero. And to be honest, that's not the that's not the thing I really think is that dumb. Because if you have Georgia in the playoff, good on you. Yeah. At this truly. point, but I just don't think we can sit here and objectively say that. It's we're being snubbed by the national media. No. If the national media doesn't have us in the playoff, let's just let's all calm down about that. Um, here's a, here's something I did find interesting though. You look down the list of fourteen people, Clint, um, and ten of them, ten of the fourteen people, Clint, have LSU and Alabama, yeah. <laughs> both. <laughs> 10 of the 14 p 
people let me let have me just both LSU and Alabama. Let me make sure I understand this correctly. Okay, so two teams that play in the same division of the same conference. Uh-huh. Only one of them can play in the SEC championship. Uh-huh. And of the the winner of the SEC championship, if that winner has one loss, they will make the college football playoff. Yep. They have both LSU and Alabama making yep. the college. Okay, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's insane that's to me that... I mean, I understand if if a bunch of teams lose, but like, sure. At this point, I mean, at this point, you feel like either Ohio State or Oklahoma might lose. I don't know. Maybe Clemson's sure. not going to lose. Nope, Clemson's, Clemson's not gonna winning lose. out. But I guess maybe either Ohio State or Oklahoma might lose. I just think. Again, I think everyone maybe needs to slow down a little bit on LSU. Uh, and I think if both those teams make it to the playoff, I'll just be honest with you. I will. I probably won't watch the playoff. No, I, I will not like because I, LSU loses to Alabama. Alabama goes to play in the SEC championship. No, that's, that won't be how it goes, Clint. That won't be how it goes. I'm playing both Alabama sides. Alabama will lose to LSU in the regular season. Win and then out. Alabama will just sit at home. Uh-huh. And make the playoff. Anyone heard of this before? Oh, wait. Has th- anyone ever I seen this think, story before? I think last year called. LSU, uh, Alabama not good enough to win their division and then just handed yeah. the opportunity yeah. to play. Um, yeah, Clint. That, that sucks. Um, uh, those are dumb things that we read on the internet. Uh, next segment, uh, we are going to talk about, we're going to go to the mailbag. I'm going to jump in uh, to the mailbag. We're going to hear from your questions. But first, erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. We are back. Uh, to talk segment three, ladies and gents. Segment three. And here's Everyone's our mailbag questions. Segment. Austin, it is. this is a great segment. I love this. Austin writes us, Daniel, and says this. He asks, is this year, our offensive woes so far, uh, really a case of losing 2018 receiving experience and production? Okay, so those guys graduating, moving okay. on, getting yep, to the Nicole, NFL. J.J., Ridley. Etc. By the way, any of those guys doing well in the NFL, Daniel? How the well, one of them's not. One of them's yeah. hoping to go to junior college and yeah. get his life together. But well, a few of them are doing quite well. How, do, how does Patrick Mahomes like throwing to Meikle? Is that a good connection well, for him? Patrick Mahomes needs to needs to focus on being able to walk upright again, well, and then true. he can focus on throwing it to Meikle. Um, so is, is this offense, is our woes a case of losing that 2018 receiving experience in production, or is this Georgia simply not utilizing the talent that we currently have well? This is a great question. This is a great question. And I, I think I agree with our boy, Austin, who, who 
also, who, in addition to the, his question, also supplied us with his answer to the question. Yep. And so You're I'm gonna not going to tell you what I think. I'm going to tell you what Austin thinks. You're um, going to co-sign uh, Austin? Yeah. And he says that he would argue that the constants between the 2018 and the 2019, not the, not the differences, but the constants between those two seasons tell a bigger story than the players that are no longer here. He says, what about the players that are still here, a la the offensive line, a la Jake Fromm? Um, he says that he's seen regression in, in some of those positions from 2018 to 2019, which makes him believe that there's something at least subtly different going on between uh, a Cheney offense and a Coley offense or uh, some of the schemes that we're running this year and some of the schemes that we were running last year. Uh, either the players are confused or they're less effective. Um, yeah, so I would say you can't help but agree with that, at least that wow. assessment that... Some people push back have left. Little. Some people have left, but I would say the people that have stayed are not having as great of a year as they did last year either, which means that some something's changed. Yeah, see, I would push back because the last two games, this is not going to be a if if you just look at film and you take away Jake Fromm's decision making and the the play selection, if you look at the pass protection from the offense from the line, it's been yeah. it's been solid. Pass pro it's has been, fine. been solid. It's been fine, at least in these last two games. Yes, that's, yes, that's all I'm gonna say. I, so, I, I, you know what? That's it's a fair point to say something is amiss. We all know something is amiss. I don't think it's loss of talent. We have talent, all right, people. It's something else is amiss. Uh, Daniel, next we, question. I say, I'll say this. I'll say, we hope we have talent. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. That's a great. Okay, point. because like, don't. I'm not saying. I let's think, not assume talent here. I'm not saying I think they aren't good, so don't hear me say that. But I'm just saying George Pickens and Dominic Blaylock and Kiaris Jackson have not – we don't know that they're good. We know they're supposed to be good. Yes. Uh, but if they're not good, we have Tyler Simmons and we have Matt <sighs> Landers. I mm. – I can't. And we have Charlie Warner. I, I can't. Like we do, that's, I don't. So we, we hope we have talent. We, we need better. that talent to get moving. But okay. I, think the, I think the youth of our wide receivers does play a factor, to your oh. point. All right, Brandon, Brandon writes us, Does this recent performance by Jake Fromm make it more likely that he returns for his senior year, Daniel? I have no idea. I got no I, idea either. I, I, I have, you know what? There's part of me that that sits here and goes, "No, the kid's going to get paid, or he's going to get paid." Like, yep. I don't know what is he, like McShay and Kuiper got him at like number three. They got him at like the third best quarterback, I should say. Sure. Third third best quarterback means first round lock. Yep. <laughs> Top if fifteen. You're a first round lock. If you're going to get if you're a, if you're a first round, it means you could go like six. Right. Uh, if you're a first-round lock in the NFL, um, then you're going to go. But there, then there's part of me that goes like, but is Jake Fromm, is he that guy? Like, Yeah. There's just, Jake Fromm gives you that vibe that like, you feel like if anyone could, 
he could. You know what I'm saying? Trevor Lawrence ain't coming back after next year. He gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that kid was ready for the NFL like from the day that he graduated from high school. Um, Jake Fromm just doesn't give that vibe of like, I can't wait to get out of here and get to the league where I really belong. And so maybe the fact that he came out and crapped the bed against South Carolina, but there's just a lot of season left to play. And so I don't know. It just depends on if that South Carolina game is the thing we're talking about at the end of the year. That is true. Maybe. That is true. I I agree with that assessment. It's pretty spot on. Daniel, Uh, we have a follow-up question to that. Follow-up question. If You and I are both on record. uh Uh-huh, we've said. You and I are both on record. As having said, before leading into the season, Jake Fromm is the best quarterback in college football. That mm-hmm. he is our choice. Mm-hmm. That's those best are our quarterback words. in college football. We would take him over Tua. We would take him over Jennifer mm-hmm. Aniston. We would take him mm-hmm. over anyone. Over Bobby Abear's kid out on the West Coast. <laughs> um, follow-up question is. If there was a college football fantasy draft and you got to repick your team from scratch today and Georgia had the number one pick and you were the general manager, Clint, who are you going to take? He's my quarterback, get off my lawn. You're going to take Jake? He's my quarterback, get off my lawn. Jake from I ride and die with you. He's my quarterback, get off my lawn. Takes a lot of guts to say that. I really wanted something better against Kentucky, man. That's just uh, that was. So I'm still bad. gonna say I'm still gonna take Jake. I'm still gonna take Jake. Man, this Florida game though, Clint. Oh gosh. By the way, Home Depot. I feel like I've already called, and their delivery service told me we have no more buckets. They are they, all out. They have no more bu- buckets because there's a pallet on its way to Nashville because <laughs> I've ordered them by the gross. Because you just took them. the section of the Central Time Zone and said I need them all. Let me get them all. Yeah. Let me just get all the Midwestern buckets. We just come on down here to Nashville. Um, I feel like we end every show with the same way, with just talking about how gross and nervous we are about yeah. the Florida game. But that's where we're at. Um, uh, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Tomorrow we will be back, though, with, with some locks. that We don't play a football game this weekend, Clint. No, no, no. But, but other people do. And do play Daniel, real quick question. Um, does betting ever stop? Betting don't never stop. Never stop. It's just um, and real quick question, Clint. Um, since we started the year so hot, Ooh. giving out locks, Ooh. surely we've regressed since then, right? Like surely these last few weeks, the locks we've been handing out to the people have been all stinkers, right? Is that right? Ooh. Y'all, we gave you forty-seven and twenty-four record leading into last week, and just so you guys are fully aware, we did nothing but add Ws. We took. We took two, three L's, but we are still, we are now at 52 and 27 on the year, Daniel. When you and I agree, we are 11 and two when there is cohesion of picks. Okay. So we're, I'm just, we're making you I'm money, saying, people. Listen to the podcast tomorrow and then go take money. Take it from Vegas. Say, I want it. It's mine. Just say, I'll have this much. Thank you. That's all you have to do. We'll be back tomorrow giving out our locks. Um, uh, We'll be back on Friday probably talking Georgia basketball. And then we'll be back all next week leading up to the cocktail party. Uh, I'm excited. We are. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. See you.